0: You're an unusual person. Most people don't get famous with one name and then change it, right? Would you say? What's the story of that? Um, well, I um, uh, I had to search deep with. life, and one of the ways in which I did that was to change my name. It sort of divorced me from the past and all the hang-ups that go along with it. Why, then, did you choose the artist formerly known as? Well, I didn't choose that. That was chosen. chosen for you? Yeah. Pretty what much. would you have chosen? I, I, I mean, did you think of a name? What is your name at birth? My name at birth was Prince Rogers Nelson. So, did you think of Nelson? <laughs> no. Rogers? No. Were you thinking of a name? No, it didn't come to me like that. So how did the artist formerly known as come about? That came up through people's uh, uh, problem with, mainly the the media's problem with not having a pronunciation for the symbol. So they had to come up with something, I guess. So the artist formerly known as is a media invention, not your invention. (coughs) Hmm. Well... This is the Doctor Zeus Film Podcast. Good evening. It's not lost on me that today is Prince's birthday. It's all over Apple Music. It's all over the radio. I loved Prince. Never got to see him live. In fact, I want to give a shout out to my friend Audrey. She wanted to see him, and I think she we en- she ended up going skydiving. That was she figured since now she can't see Prince, unfortunately, she goes skydiving. Yeah. I didn't go with her, though. I didn't join her. I, I sat and watched. Prince was a multi-instrumentalist, a true virtuoso. We don't, we don't throw that name around, uh, word around a lot, and we shouldn't. He, he really was a virtuoso, though, because his father ingrained in him performance. His father said to him, you can't just be the best at one instrument. You got to be the best at everything that you play and I, I think that's what uh, with Prince if it was a guitar, if it was a bass it was drums especially his singing his writing he, he was a musical prodigy he lived music he ate it, he breathed it, he slept with it and he died making music so i mean there's there's so many songs that I could mention. he still has songs that will probably be released after our lifetime which which is which is stunning the the vault as they call it oh my goodness yeah, um, when I was in college, we listened to a lot i mean pop life pop life is such a i mean. If you it's it, you think you think what he's talking about in pop life and he's saying, what's that in your hair? Is anybody living there? What's that in your nose? Is that where your money goes? I mean, he he was looking at society and he was looking at especially the music industry, the music industry at that time. Was. Um, you know, uh Everyone was doing drugs, and um, he he held up a mirror to that. And then, of course, we can't forget 1999, Purple Rain, When Doves Cry. Yeah. He did so many movies. I mean, he did Under the Cherry Red Moon. He did Purple Rain, Sino Times, Graffiti Bridge. Yeah. I was watching... Huh. <laughs> I was watching Margaret Show. Margaret Show is one of my favorite comedians growing up still. Um, and I and I related to her on so many well, we're Gen X. We're Generation X. I mean she's 1968, I'm 1980. But I I felt a kinship with her and, and her humor and um, I wanted to play a clip for you. And Here we go. Oh, no, wait, that's not it. I'm looking for it. Let's see. Huh. Just for someone to talk about Prince... <laughs> on that level, especially in the 90s. He wasn't Prince anymore, too. Here we go. I've ever seen in my life. Two weeks ago, driving down the street from my house, I saw Prince. And let me tell you, he is a sexy motherfucker. He's like 3 on the bus. My friend was on the bus and Prince gets on with these two beautiful women, I guess Diamond and Pearl. And Prince goes right up to my friend and he goes, do you know who Prince is? And my friend goes, yeah. And Prince goes, good. That is so cool! I'm gonna do that. When I get famous enough, I'm gonna get on the bus, go see some guy and go, is see it it makes me laugh every time so remember do you know who prince is yeah good because remember he had that song my name is prince and then he had that song i used to work out to that song and i i I had to stop because i used to laugh i'd be on the treadmill it was called Sexy Motherfucker. And one time my friend was like, what are you listening to? And I, oh, you're listening to Prince? I was like, yeah. I hated the gym music. I just hated it. But anyway, that's that's Prince. And um, happy birthday. And I have a show that I recorded last night. We're going to further go into the dialogue of <coughs> Goodfellas. Huh. <sighs> But before I drop that on you, it's always good to go to IMBD, the source. (laughs) Remember when we didn't have IMBD and you and you had to go to a dictionary and you had or even the the TV, you know, now with DirecTV, you can look it up. Uh, Who's alive, who's dead, who directed the movie, who produced it. I'm a nerd like that Who did the cinematography So And, and we were talking about Goodfellas And we are talking about Dances with bunnies What wolves Let's lighten up the mood A little bit Come on Uh Okay Quotes I love the quotes Come on Yeah I'm looking for the quotes though. <laughs> and IMBD doesn't have them this is, this is what I mean by the, the film if, if you can go around and, and we all do hip hop stars do it we do it fuck you pay me that's one of them that's one of them okay um uh, I'm an average nobody. I get to live the rest of my life like a schnook. Of course, you know where that is in the film. Polly may have moved slow, but he was only because Polly didn't have to move for anybody. When he wanted something, we just took it. Only cops talk that way. If they'd been wise guys, I wouldn't have heard a thing. Fuck you, pay me. As far as back or as far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster those Those are just some of the lines <laughs> um, and that and that's the thing about this film i I think they use like some of um the audio clips in like a hip hop song uh. okay henry hill we we know what we know about henry hill (laughs) oh here we go um okay okay they've got all of them in here i've got all of them you're really funny as far as okay what, what, what do you mean I'm funny? <laughs> like a clown? <laughs> I think we've all, we've all heard that. And Joe, Pes- Joe Pesci... <laughs> Joe-, Joe Pesci, I think, scares people on films, but then he makes them laugh. Oh, this is a good one. One day, some of the kids from the neighborhood carried my mother's groceries all the way home. You know why? It was out of respect. You know, we always called each other Goodfellas. Like said, uh, somebody, you're gonna look like this guy. He's all right. He's a good fella. He's one of us. To me, being a gangster was better than being president of the United States. Okay. Wherever we needed money, we'd rob from, rob the airport. To us, it was better than Citibank. If we wanted something, we just took it. If anyone complained twice, they got hit so bad. Believe me. They never complained again Anything I wanted was a phone call away Free cars, the keys to a dozen hideout flats All over the city I bet 20, 30 grand over a weekend And then I'd either blow the winnings in a week Or go to the sharks to pay back the bookies We ran everything We paid off cops We paid off lawyers We paid off judges Everybody had their hands out Everything was for the taking And now it's all over and that's, and that's the court scene where he, he's breaking the fourth wall. Um, I, I always love the dialogue between him and De Niro. Look what this fucking mutt did to my shoes. Stop with these fucking drugs. You're making your mind into mush. You hear me? Take him back. She'll never divorce him. She'll kill him, but she won't divorce him. Yeah. Oh, God. Ah, Now, I would be remiss if I don't do Dances with Wolves. You know, I I don't hate Dances with Wolves. Like I said, I saw it once. (laughs) Maybe I'll watch it again. The thing is, when you're a kid, or how old was I? I was probably 11 or 12 you really can't watch what you want because the adults are watching what they want. I think my father had bought Dances with Wolves from McDonald's. Okay. Alright. I see I don't... Okay. You're to be posted on the frontier. The frontier is Indian country. I deduced to you that you're an Indian fighter. I didn't rise to this proposition position by being stupid. Okay. Let's see this is Okay, that's my hat. That's my hat. See what I mean? Let us smoke a while. That's from 10 Bears. John Dunbar, voiceover. With 10 Bears, it was always more than a while. There was a purpose in everything he did, and I knew he wanted me to stay. But I wanted I was I was I was sure of myself. It would be an excuse, that's all. The army would need to find this place. I pushed him as far as I could move to the camp. But in the end he only smiled and talked of simple pleasures. It reminded me at his age, a good fire was better than anything. Ten Bears was an extraordinary man. So okay, there's that and, and the the you know the, the narrative of dances with wolves. But let let's get real here. Let's get real. You've got that, and then you've got fuck you, pay me. Okay? Yeah. I'm gonna spend my life as an average nobody. I'm gonna end as a schnook. Remember what he says? He says, I ordered I ordered pasta and I ended up with noodles and marinara sauce. Nothing's fun anymore. So see, there's that. And then of course, what's at the beginning of the film? As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Okay? And that is from Goodfellas. Oh, my goodness. What a, what a film. So, as I promised, here is part two of my analysis of Goodfellas versus Dances with Wolves. You can't go back. You can't say to the Academy, oh. There was a mix up because we already did that with La La Land and Moonlight. So here we are, Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Enjoy more about Dances with Wolves, which won Best Picture, but the film that is so quotable and cited so much in music and television, it's parodied, and that's Goodfellas. Stay tuned, Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Good evening and welcome to the Dr Zeus film podcast. We are 2 days away from the 4th episode of Obi-Wan Kenobi. We've talked about that. Yesterday I talked about Goodfellas versus Dances with Wolves. Some people wouldn't like that, but the Academy did because what did the Academy do? It gave the Best Picture Oscar Who dances with wolves over Goodfellas. And sometimes the awards matter and sometimes they don't. Yes, it's an injustice. It can never be rewritten. But the movie viewing public and those, those people close to the films know which is the better film cuz usually that happens the film that was the most iconic doesn't win best picture think of think of uh, jaws okay iconic but then you also have one flew over the cuckoo's nest both iconic both the you know we we often quote the dialogue in both films one was a summer blockbuster you're going to need a bigger boat The same could be said about The Godfather. Godfather won Best Picture twice for the first one and the second one. And the dialogue and the scenes and the drama. But at the same time, The Godfather films were like an opera. It's very operatic, the performances. And here comes Goodfellas, which is based on reality. These are real people. Henry Hill and the guys. Come on. And then you have Dances with Wolves. And a lot of that happened. But here's my question, and I asked this last night. Can you give me an iconic quote from Dances with Wolves? No, I can't. And I've seen Dances with Wolves. There are so many iconic moments and dialogue within Goodfellas. First and foremost, this is Martin Scorsese at the top. The performances in the actors, it's not just an ensemble cast. This is a cast, including his mother, the late Catherine Scorsese. You've got Joe Pesci. You've got Robert De Niro, Lorraine Bracco. Paul Servino, and the late, the great Ray Liotta, okay? Who has the last word in the film as Henry Hill. Based on Henry Hill, and, and it was a Nick, Nick uh screenplay, uh, Wise Guys. Before this, we knew Ray Liotta in soap operas. We knew him from Something Wild. And Field of Dreams as Shoeless Joe Jackson. Goodfellas, that was a game changer right there for everybody involved, including the director Martin Scorsese. And it had been 10 years since Raging Bull. Some people consider Raging Bull his masterpiece, and then some. Consider Goodfellas as his, gra. I, I mean, this is this is the Last Supper of masterpieces. This is this is. I mean, so much of the iconography and symbolism within Goodfellas, the music, situations. <sighs> That's why I wanted to talk about it. I wanted to stir a debate. Some of you would probably think, "Oh, there's no debate because, of course." you would say Goodfellas is the better film. And then there are others who would say, no, Dances with Wolves was beautiful, it was poetic, okay? All right? But then you look at the performances. There's the subtle performances and complexities of Dances with Wolves. And then there is Goodfellas. It is in your face. As I said last night, fuck you, pay me. That's one of the lines, okay? Ray Liotta saying, ever since I was young, I always wanted to be a gangster. Right there. Everyone can recite that. And so when you look at films of that era that aged badly or aged well, Goodfellas is right there. It aged well. It is still watched. It is seen as this iconic piece of art. It's it's a film containing all these really great performances. Everyone gives their 500% in Goodfellas. And everyone gives their 500% in Dances with Wolves. So... At the end of the day, which one is your favorite? Forget awards. Awards aside and opinion aside. Okay, opinion in. Which one of these is your favorite film? Is it Dances with Wolves directed by Kevin Costner, first-time director, or is it goodfellas directed by martin scorsese who started out with the film mean streets with robert de niro then further capitalizing with taxi driver robert de niro and Jodie foster raging bull robert de niro joe pesci yeah it's a trajectory that is just filled with so much passion for film and the arts There are so many ways we could dissect Goodfellas. There are also so many ways we could dissect Dances with Wolves. Okay, I watched Dances with Wolves before I even saw Goodfellas. Probably because Goodfellas was violent. I wasn't old enough. But Dances with Wolves was also violent too. The language was different. The situations were different. These were two different men at the central uh, parts of the film. Kevin Costner's character and Ray Liotta's character. And they both starred together in Field of Dreams. Kevin Costner, the farmer who plows his field and turns it into a baseball field, baseball diamond, and Ray Liotta as the ghost, shoeless Joe Jackson. In fact, in interviews, Ray Liotta said he never saw Field of Dreams. He saw Goodfellas, and there was a personal reason why, and I think many of us hope that before he died, he at least watched some of Field of Dreams. But maybe in that aspect, it doesn't matter because he, he was a part of it. And he even said himself he thought it was silly. Guy plows a cornfield and turns into a baseball diamond. He thought it was silly. And Ray Liotta didn't grow up doing film, doing drama. He was a jock. He was from New Jersey. He had other aspirations. He probably, he said he thought he was going to do construction for the rest of his life. Had no aspirations to go to college. Goes to Florida, goes to college by chance, enrolls in the drama program, does musicals, and begins to like it. Doesn't understand the technicalities in terms of, like Shakespeare, He's doing Shakespeare. But here he is, and he becomes a really fine actor. And continues to modify his instrument. Because then at the same time, he's, he's also aware, brutally, honestly, This is just playing make believe that it's not really that hard, that he was able to inhabit a character through this probably the Stanislav, Stanislavsky method, and so we enter that we enter these two different actors. Kevin Costner was in a lot of rom coms, a lot of up age. Up-and-coming films, I mean, you've got The Big Chill. He's the corpse, though. You've got uh, The Untouchables. He's playing Elliot Ness. Field of Dreams. Ray Concella. Or Ray, or Ray is, is that how you say his name? He's this hippie, and him and his wife moved to Iowa. I remember, and and what does... um. Ray Liotta's character Shoeless Joe Jackson Say To Ray Played by Kevin Costner Hey is this heaven No this is Iowa And the way he says Iowa So yeah I have kind of A brief memory of watching Dances with Wolves It's very long There are some beautiful shots It's about a man After the Civil War And then you have all these situations that happen. He runs into Mary McDonald, runs with two fists, and um, Graham Greene. And uh, yeah, that's my memory of it. My memory of Goodfellas is very different because it was always on television. It was either edited, if it was on television, it was edited. A lot of the scenes we're in, in terms of him doing the coke and cheating on his wife, Karen, with uh, uh, Debbie Mazar. Remember Debbie Mazar? Oh, yeah. Civil Wars. Oh, yeah. She's good friends with Madonna. Madanya. So. It's also not lost to me that this is, this is a fresh wound. Ray Liotta died about a week ago. And the films that he gave us are forever they're forever in our memories. In particular, Goodfellas and Field of Dreams. And so there's that connection right there. And I and I've asked people, which do you prefer? Dances with wolves or goodfellas? Now, some probably are gonna say on a good day. Dances with Wolves, but then they would probably say, hey, whenever, this is for me too, whenever Goodfellas is on TV, I watch it. It doesn't matter where it is in the film, I watch it. And I'm entranced. And you get sucked into the story. This is is a story. And this is a a real story about real people (laughs) who did some very bad things. Tried to come out the other side. Someone into witness protection. And this is, this is legendary. This is a legendary film. Not just the backstory and the reality of the film, but the film itself. I don't know what I'm going to call this episode. I very rarely do two-parters here at the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. But I'm very passionate about Goodfellas. Because as a filmmaker myself, I recognize the symbolism within this film. The music. House Corsese uses the music to tell the story. Rolling Stones. Eric Clapton. Because there's that moment where Ray Liotta's character realizes what Robert De Niro's character is going to do. And the song Layla is playing in the background. And then it, then it careens. And the song continues, because Layla's a very long song. And then remember the piano part? Everyone remembers that if you've seen Goodfellas, motherfuckers, you know what happens. You see that car with the two bodies inside? She's got the fur coat on. Boom. And the bodies start to pile up. They're getting found over. Some are frozen solid. So solid, they have to wait two days to do the autopsy. And we learn this through Ray Liotta's narration. Because he's the narrator of the film. And he does it so beautifully. That's why Goodfellas, is, is, it works. That's what really Best Picture is about, is the production. Everyone put everything, all this effort into the production. Maybe the Academy... Saw more of that in *Dances with Wolves*. You have the the indigenous people. You've got the the outfit that Kevin Costner wears the the Civil War outfit. You've got Mary McDonald's character, and and maybe the 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 landscape and how it helps to tell the story. But then you look at *Goodfellas* and you think, "Whoa." That is a production of epic, almost documentary-style proportions. Documentary style. Because you feel like this is, and it was real, but you feel like you're, you're imposing, that you're watching this behind-the-scenes footage, and, and Ray Liotta with that cigarette in his mouth, and he's watching the hel- helicopter, And and his character, Henry Hill, is high on cocaine. And then the story between him and his wife, played by Lorraine Bracco, Karen Hill. The children, the family, the family dynamic, and how that changes because of all this money, all this power. Everything that's coming in and out of that house, in and out of that family, through Henry Hill and his actions. Maybe that's why we relate to it so much, because that's that is people at their worst, and what they have to emotionally do in order to survive. That's my take on Goodfellas, and Dances with Wolves. Okay, performances up the wazoo. Legendary. Both are 32 years old, okay? All right. But in the long run, and I say this with confidence as I did last night, Goodfellas stands on its own. Not so much the merit of an award, but the merit of the film itself. Because that is a film that we still talk about 32 years later. We will always talk about Martin Scorsese. Martin Scorsese, like everyone, has had highs and lows. He finally did win the Oscar in 2007 for his direct his direction of The Departed. A brilliant film. Brilliant. We can't compare that to Goodfellas because it's totally it's based on a Japanese film. Okay? Yeah. and I'll tell you, I, I remember because it was available to rent, or I think my brother bought it, or I don't know. I remember watching The Departed the night before the Oscars, and just by that ending alone, I knew it was going to win Best Picture. Not so much, yes, the, the love and, and affection for Martin Scorsese. But the way that ended, the way a film ends says a lot about it. And if you've seen The Departed, you know what I'm talking about. How does it fucking end? With a rat. Two rats. And then that music, the gold dome, the symbolism of a Scorsese film. Okay. And some people saw that wind coming. When those who were going to present it, Spike Lee talked about it. He says he kind of knew when you had Spielberg, Coppola, and Lucas all come out to present the best director Oscar. He kind of had a feeling that that was the Academy bestowing it on Scorsese. And he, Spike Lee and um, Oliver Stone are both were both students of Scorsese. Both, prof- uh, you know, um, I think uh, college-wise and and professionally and personally, they learned from Scorsese. Everyone takes something from Scorsese, and then the 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 men that presented him with the Oscar, okay. You know, Scorsese is good friends with Spielberg. They they always compliment one another. Spielberg loved Raging Bull. At one point, Scorsese was approached to direct Schindler's List, and he said, no, that's Stephen's story. Scorsese was good friends with Coppola and George Lucas. They all knew each other in the 1970s. The 1970s are really the second golden age of film. The first golden age is the beginning of film. From the 20s all the way to the 30s, the 40s, and the 50s. And then in the late 1960s, what happens? The studio system dies. And toward the end of the 60s, that's when film really starts to come into its own. And it becomes a whole new genre. Because you were able to play with language, nudity, violence, and situations. And thus, the second golden age of film is born under the tutelage of these directors, Martin Scorsese, Steven Spielberg, George Lucas. Yeah. Francis Ford Coppola. Brian De Palma. Oh my God. William Friedkin, uh, John Schlesinger, Schlesinger, George Roy Hill. Think of that. Think of that period. How the films, and oh God, I would be remiss if I don't mention um, Ken Russell. Come on. Yeah. So the 70s really are the second golden age of film. And you think of the films that Scorsese, you know, Raging Bull, uh, Mean Streets, New York, New York, The King of Comedy, Last Temptation of Christ, even directed The Color of Money, which was a sequel to The Hustler. That won Paul Newman his Oscar. Paul Newman had been waiting 25, 26 years for that. And it was Scorsese who brought it to him. And here, And here we are, you know, what was it? 30 years later, what happens? Was it 30 years or 20 years? 20 years later, Scorsese wins for directing The Departed. And, and, and in that broad stroke, Scorsese had done it all, just one right out of the park, one right after another. But Goodfellas really is his masterpiece. Goodfellas is right up there. And we will be talking about Goodfellas till the end of time. Unpleasant dreams.